This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Disgusting, filthy beast, pterodactylian, I tell ya. They're just dinosaurs, those chickens. Ah, we've got no reason to be picking up chickens now, toots. Move it or lose it. Think of it, darling. Think of the farm fresh eggs. They'll be delicious. Oh, you can cut your mind on the hen fruit, do ya? I won't have it. Uh, it's not worth all the work, all the hay and wood chips in the coop and cleaning out their waterers and the feed, cleaning and poop. No, no, no. There's too much to do anyway. Sweetie, you wouldn't even have to lift a finger. I'll do everything. See, you can do everything, toots, but to get eggs, we're gonna need a rooster. And that cock will be doodly-doing all over the neighborhood. I'll be getting telephone calls and telegraphs saying they won't have it. And I, by golly, I won't have it either. Now let's go, sweetie pie. But darling, the money will save, though. Think of the money. Mm. More lettuce, you say. Now you're speaking my language. Maybe we will get us some of these chicky, chicky checks. Next week on All My Chickens, do they get the chickens? Well, this series is called All My Chickens, so we have a general idea where this all is headed. crazy place but you and me we can each make it a little better we can live a more sustainable life we can become more self-sufficient we can get more connected with the planet around us 
we can do all of this together. So everybody, cozy up. It's time for another episode of Homesteading. That was that was riveting drama there. You, you really get some high-class acts <laughs> on your show. <laughs> <laughs> it's this amazing budget that we have. Yeah. So if you'd like to sponsor the podcast... <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, today, we're going to break down the radio drama and find out if you should buy chickens. Right? And it is not an easy breakdown because there are so many variables. I have them right here in front of me. Bullet number one. So cute. Oh, darling, look at them. They're so adorable. Bullet number one. Baby chicks are cute. Very cute. How do you know? Oh, you walk into the feed store, your tractor supply, and you, the tanks are set up, the lights are on, and you're like, yes, it's baby chick days. This is time for um, the confession. The The radio drama we did in the beginning it was is, a bit of a role reversal. Yeah. Come like March 15th when chick days start at our local farm and tractor, I am like a little kid. <laughs> passing by a mcdonald's and i just want that happy meal box the chicks come in those little boxes that look like a little happy meal just to get across how much i buy chicken mcnuggets yeah (laughs) i called kendra from work one day this was when i hit rock bottom i called her from work and i said any chance you could stop by the job today it sounded like a real emergency i i have two toddlers and i was pregnant and i was like yeah i'll be there right away what do you need what's wrong well, I don't think the chicks are going to survive in the truck all day. Austin, what chicks? <laughs> you didn't buy more chicks. The sign was out. We, and we had like 40 chicks in the basement already. Oh. And our local farm tractor, they sell the meat birds. And I love, I can't get enough meat birds. So I go by, and usually they're gone. Everybody snatches up the meat chickens right away. Yeah, they're a good price. So you I see them and I'm like, don't have to pay for the shipping. Oh, man. 40 more Cornish crosses. She won't mind. Yeah, I mind. I mind having 80 <laughs> chicks in the basement. But chicks are so cute. Yeah, they're cute. They are cute. We, uh, we've had, we, our whole farm started with, we chickens. bought what, four, five chickens? Yep. Five full grown chickens. And we will weave today's episode in and out with stories of death and destruction with our chickens. Um, but baby chicks are cute. We have bought them from the farm and tractor. We've ordered them mail order chicks. You can do that with animals too. Uh, And we've hatched our own on the farm. We had a program for a little while where other kids were hatching them for us with a little portable incubator. Uh, So yeah, baby chicks are super cute no matter where you get them from, how you get them. And in the springtime, they're pretty easy to come by. And we like them any way they come. The mail order has always been good. Our post office is really good about that. Uh, the feed store, they've all been healthy. We've had good results from them, too. When she says the post office is good about <laughs> it, what she means is the lady at the reception desk loves chicks, and the guy in the back in receiving hates them. Because <laughs> we always get a wake-up call at like 7.15 in the morning, and there's this cranky dude on the end of the line. Yeah, this is the post office. We have your chicks. Could you get in here, stat? I might just misplace them if you don't. <laughs> yeah, but by the time I show up there, the lady at the front counter is like, Oh, you've got chicks. Can I see them? She's always super nice. And the box says, Fragile, treat like eggs. 
Funny. <laughs> I got jokes. Um, so chicks are cute. Do they grow up to be disgusting, filthy pterodactylians? Cue the sound effect. Those little things are going to grow up to be disgusting, filthy beast pterodactylian. I so do they grow up to be disgusting and filthy? That's probably a matter of opinion. At a certain point, I'm tired of having chicks in the basement because they mm-hmm. stink. Yeah. And they, they do require a lot of cleaning when yep. you're brooding them in the house. So did you grow up with parakeets? Did you grow up with a peach front conure? Did you grow up with a cockatoo and a cockatiel? Yeah, my mom had a giant biting cockatoo. Cockatoo, the big one? Yeah. Named Mikey growing up. And he used to, you know, say hello and Mikey and bob his head up and down and also bite your eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) So chickens are as gross as any bird is. Right. Inside your house? Right. The advantage is they're outside. Yeah. So it's not such a big deal. No. They do eat poop. Yeah. They, and they make more poop. They do try to eat each other. They can be gross. Chickens can yeah. be gross sometimes. Let's talk about chicken poop. What on a scale of... Farm animal poop? Yeah. So what's the farm animal poop scale? Like... Um, like for me, I like goats? the smell of... Yeah, goats is probably cleanest. Goats is the... It's neutral. Like, bloop, 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 smelling. Yeah. Doesn't smell. Yeah, goats. All the way on the other end of the spectrum. Pig. Pig. You can never get off you. And it's... But I don't think it smells the worst. Chicken might smell the worst. You think man. chicken's the worst? Chicken poo smells yeah, it's gross. rancid. Yeah. And it's runny. And it gets on you and you can't but wash that smell away. So is human poop smell. So are you going <laughs> to get rid of all the humans at your farm? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> We're working on it. They're still a little young. I think that the one just starting to crawl, she should stay a few more years. Yeah, I think chicken is gross. But there's a... Yeah. It could be useful. And the birds themselves aren't... They don't smell. They're not really dirty or anything. They're they're fine. And the plus side is their poop turns into gold in the exactly. garden. We take the wood shavings. chips, shavings, and all the poop, and we toss it and turn it, and it turns into to beautiful, rich uh, compost the next right. year. Yeah. So that's good. So they're saving grace. Okay, you got to deal with chicken poop and mess and stuff. But every morning you go out to the coop, and you open the door, and you get. Farm fresh eggs. Think of the farm fresh eggs. They'll be delicious. Uh, you got your mind on the hen fruit, do you? Hen fruit. So that was an actual term we looked up. I didn't make that up. 40 slang, hen fruit. For eggs. Why was egg a word that needed slang? I don't know. Like, ooh, easy with the three letter word there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love farm fresh eggs. Throw down. Farm fresh egg. Store-bought egg. Could you tell the difference? Yes. Yeah, totally. How? The yolk is beautiful orange color. Hands down, I think it's better. So the yolk is bad. Is different color. Fresh. You know it was. Uh, you know you got it that day. You know how fresh your eggs are. Fresh. By the time they get to the store, they could be weeks old. Yeah. Right. So if you're cooking and you want to make. You know, you put eggs in cake batter or, you know, when you're making something and you need a fresh egg. If you want to make French macaroons, you want a nice egg white. Leave leave your fresh egg, sit down on the counter for a week and then your macaroons will be beautiful. And that's a little more, you have a little more confidence in your own eggs. You picked up your chicken and under its butt was a little egg. Right. So if you're cooking, for me, 
there's still the risk of salmonella. Even talking about something like salmonella, the fact about it is the factory farm chickens are getting pre-medicated against salmonella. So the strain of salmonella that survives all those antibiotics and all that medication in that sterilized environment is a super strong, supercharged version of salmonella. So if your hens, if your backyard hens give you salmonella, if that ever happens, which probably isn't going to, if it does, it's going to be a really light version of it that hasn't been uh, built up and fought against all kinds of different antibiotics. You're probably going to have the runs and a day later you'll be fine. You get it from the supermarket egg and it's going to be super salmonella. Salmonella light. Salmonella light. So the yolks are better. The freshness factor. The yolks are a different color. Did we talk about the color? Mm -hmm. Bright orange to pale yellow. Uh, The freshness factor. Um, The likeliness your egg is going to break on you when you do sunny side up. I love a good sunny side up in the morning. It's going to be a harder egg to break. The shell will be harder to break because there'll probably be more calcium. Um, it's just a better egg, and it really has more flavor. You could do a blind taste test, mm-hmm. and I bet you anything you're gonna know which one's better. And the convenience. If you run out of eggs in the house, send your husband out to the coop, pick up the, the day's eggs. Convenience is a, a debatable <laughs> factor. That brings us to so much work, right? Yeah. Cue the sound effect. Not worth all Man, the work, all the hay. Yeah. That was the sound. Wood chips in the coop and cleaning out their waters and the feed, cleaning and poop. No, no, no. There's too um, much to do. So anyway. convenience, yes. You just go out to the coop and grab your eggs, but you also have chickens to take care of. Yeah. What's involved in yeah. taking care of chickens? Water, food, once a day. Cleaning out the coop. Once a week, once a month, once a, every it. season change. Yeah, there right. are a lot of different ways you can manage. Let's talk about how we do it on the farm here. Um, so here's a couple ways that we do things differently that are super helpful. Let's start with water. Uh, those bell waterers that you see at the tractor supply are the worst because the water splashes out into your coop. Wood shavings get splashed into that. It gets wet and gross, and the chickens and poop leak. in it. They always leak. They leak. Uh, so for water, we use the nipple waterers. You can buy them. We use the Aqua Miser brand. Uh, but you can buy just the nipples themselves um, and make your own. Make a five-gallon bucket into a, a waterer. So you don't even have to water them every day. You can yeah. water them every couple of days. And it's cleaner. Yep. The chickens learn to use it super easy. It even helps with brooding chicks because you don't have that issue with the shavings getting wet. The chicks learn to use that nipple. The house doesn't smell so bad. Right. So nipple water all the way. Yeah. We're a house of breastfed children, so (laughs) nipple is best. I'm sure Austin will put up a link. Ooh, nice. You're getting the hang of this. Yeah. And that would be a link on the website, thisishomesteady.com, like, this is Sparta. This is Homesteady. Or you can check us out on Facebook.com backslash This Is Homesteady. Or Instagram, Make Homesteady. Yeah, we switched it up. Or you can send us a smoke signal. Social media. Did already say send a smoke signal? So nipple waters for water. Feeders. 
your feed store, Agway, will have a feeder. Yeah. They work fine. You can use a bucket. I mean, yeah, you can throw feeders are nice though because you don't get a bunch of poop in the feed. Right. Yeah. Um, and the, if you hang your feeders, you hang your nipple waters, you hang your feeders. That's a world of difference. If you leave them on the ground, they're going to get trampled on. The chickens will fly up in them and poop in the top of them. Uh, the feed at the bottom will become compacted and it won't feed as well. If you actually hang them up so that they can, you know, swing around a little bit, the the stuff doesn't get compacted. They don't poop in it as much. So hang your feeders. Uh, we do the deep um, litter. deep litter method for the coop. We don't want to clean coops every week um, because whoever wants to do that. So we do the deep litter method. You take a ton of wood shavings. You put them all in the coop. You get some food-grade lime. Throw, kind of sprinkle that into the coop. And then you keep some of your old litter from your previous year and you mix that all around because that's got, you know, that active culture thing going on. And you just kind of mix it around every week or so, sprinkle a little bit more lime, maybe give it a turn. But you can leave it and just keep adding to it throughout the whole season. We clean the coop about twice a year. We bring the loader up to it, throw it all in the bucket. And then that's already like an aged compost. We take that, we bring it out to the compost pile, we throw another six months on it outside, flipping it every once in a while, and then we use that in our gardens or our raised beds. Uh, but that way, low maintenance, you don't have to clean the coop every week. Um, inside the nest boxes, we do fresh fresh hay, uh, you know, so that the eggs aren't full of garbage. So what is our one issue with chickens? What is the one problem we've had on our farm? The work and okay, so the work involved. What makes it to the point? We actually we talked about it in the last episode. We're getting rid of our chickens. We're trying. It's a hard thing to we do. We might be getting rid of our chickens. It's hard. So here's the pros and the cons, right? We just talked about how much we love farm fresh eggs and the convenience of going out to the coop. Chickens take a long time to get to the point of laying. Six months, two mm -hmm. more. What? Uh, 20 weeks. So what? that's five months. Five months. But... But five... Yeah, the... They start, the, the, maybe. The heritage breeds, 24 weeks. Yeah, I, I think like six, six months, months or more before you start seeing some production. So you've put six months of work into these things. You fed them. You cared for them. Water and food. We let our chickens out. They're not in a permanent run. That's another big aspect of work. Are you going to keep them in a coop? Are you going to put them in a run? Are you going to let them free range, a.k.a. get slaughtered? Um, <laughs> Are you going to feed your coyotes and raccoons in the area with your chickens? We like to free range ours. We have a bunch of different pasture areas that are fenced, so they can go into those and things can't get at them. The problem is if they get out of those and go deep into the woods, they can get eaten up. Which they do. The yeah. intention with our chicken enclosure was to keep the chickens in yeah because we had some foxes coming by and snatching hens in the middle of the day yeah but the chickens they're very good at getting out yeah. if you don't have it and we we don't have we just have the walls we don't have a roof on it so the right. chickens can fly up to the top of the seven foot fence oh yeah and go wherever they want to go yep so the big problem we have and the reason we're probably getting rid of chickens is the predators in our area are all over the place. We don't have electric netting to keep the chickens from flying out. They could probably get out of that too. Um, 
so we lose a lot to predation. Hawks, coyotes, foxes. We want them eating grass. We want them running around eating, you know. We don't have a chicken tractor. But even the chicken, and I take that back, we do have a chicken tractor. Um, at nighttime, the raccoon, we have this raccoon we refer to as the beast. This raccoon, I've seen him in person. He's looked me in the eye. Because we had him in a trap. Yeah. We caught him in a have a heart trap. We've caught him three times in a have a heart trap. Three different brands of have a heart. Whatever the other brands are. The first one, we caught him, and I walked up and I was, saw him. He's right there, and I was like, got you. He'd already eaten seven or eight of our chickens. I went inside the house, figured out I'll deal with him in the morning. He's in the cage. He's not going anywhere. He, I come out in the morning, and he's gone. He bent the door to the Havaheart in half and got out. Bought a new Havaheart. This one, he would go in and out and never even trip. Just right in, right out, right in, right in. Must go faster. Every time I'd come faster. out in the morning, the door Must would be faster. up. Or the door would be down and there'd be a chicken in it. <laughs> um, the third Havaheart trap, the, I'd come out in the morning and the door would be down. And he would not be inside it. So we've tried all those ways. We've tried cat food with some Benadryl in it to put it to sleep so it doesn't bust out. He's he's crazy. He will reach through the cracks of the door of the chicken coop, reach in, grab anything nearby, pull it out. We have a chicken tractor. We used to leave him in overnight. He would reach in, open the door through the wire, grab him. We came out one morning to six dead. Six in one night. It's just brutal. Not even eaten, just heads ripped off, just killed because he couldn't drag them through the wires. He could just kill them. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So, it, maybe it sounds like on a, a surface level, like we're not paying that much attention. We're letting him slip through the cracks. But, like, this this chicken tractor was fully enclosed in um, that really small, those mesh. really mesh with a fully enclosed structure that they could go in, but he would reach in, he could get that door open. The chicken coops, we have a solid door across our bar, like two by four across the front. He can get that bend just enough to get his hand up in there. Um, and heaven forbid you get home late one night, a little bit later than yeah, you're supposed if, to. If, if something happens and you can't be home right at dusk, this raccoon's there waiting. Yeah. He takes advantage of that. And you'll you'll come home to a coop that's just emptied of birds. The birds will be all out, all over the farm. And this is, we've had, this is uh, years. The, the thing we got first on the farm was chickens. And we've had years and years and years of raccoon attacks and hawk attacks and coyote attacks and fox attacks. And it just starts to wear on you to the point where you're like, you know what? All the money I've spent, I can never get an adult chicken that's a reliable layer. They get killed before that ever happens. There are instances where I'm sure this isn't a problem. If you keep 
your chickens in their coop. If you have a super duper secure enclosure all around. Yeah, you know, like a, a impenetrable fortress where your wire goes down into the ground and it goes up seven feet high and you have a roof. Essentially a, a fully enclosed run with a, a solid coop. Because even a chicken tractor that doesn't have a solid structure that has a floor and walls and a roof, the raccoons will reach in, they'll grab at least a chicken's head and rip it off. So you really need to be either in an area that has not a lot of predators or totally prepared to keep these chickens under super high security. Right. So do you need a rooster to get farm fresh eggs? saying they won't have it and by golly I won't have it either now let's go sweetie pie nope yeah you don't don't need a rooster Um, so if you're you're in town somewhere where there's a legal ordinance against chickens and you're not supposed to have chickens easy there you can still have chickens if there's a sound ordinance maybe you do not have to have a rooster making right. the noise. Nobody's got to know it's not a bunny rabbit. <laughs> Just put some fake ears on those chickens. My pet chicken. Call it Thumper. Every 26 hours, a hen lays an egg with or without a rooster. Right. So even if you don't have a rooster there to fertilize the eggs, you will still have the eggs. You will not get a chick from those eggs, though, because they will not be fertilized. And maybe some of y'all listening are homesteady people, and you're like, duh, you don't have to be telling us... But we have so many people who come to the farm and, like, we'll see chicks hatch out of eggs. And they're like, how did that happen? And Yeah, they don't understand how. They wonder if the eggs they get from the supermarket are one day if they'll find a chick in it. Yeah. No, because or, the eggs haven't been fertilized. Or they'll say, oh, well, don't you need a rooster, though, if you want to have eggs? Nope. Hen has eggs. Yeah. So if you want to hatch your own chicks, you need a rooster. And the rooster is going to cock-a-doodle-doo at 5 in the morning mm-hmm. and it, into the evening. And, and some are, can be aggressive towards people. Our children are petrified of chickens. Because we had one that was aggressive towards children, not adults. Yeah. Just children. If you were under three feet. Or hobbits, really. <laughs> I mean, he never came in contact with them, but I would assume. Which is a rooster's job, is to protect his flock. And he did a great job. Our kids were... To him, he perceived them as a threat. And to be fair, most children are a threat to chickens. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, kids love to chase chickens. You know what? Adults love to chase chickens. Some adults have fun. a thing about catching chickens. There are so many people who come to our farm, children and adults alike, who I have to remind, oh, please, don't chase the chickens because they're animals, but I'm not going to get any eggs if you're scaring my hens to death. <laughs> they're going to drop them on their way. Um, no need for a rooster. Yeah, no need for a rooster. Before we give the call about money, right? We're obviously going to call Accountant Mike up to see if the money makes sense with chickens. I want to tell about our favorite chickens. Mm. Some nice chicken stories. Yeah, we, we have just nice chicken ranted stories. ranted on chickens and how much work they are and how they control your social life. And Our first chicken from our batch. The chickens are like, it puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo. Our first, the first chicken we named, we had a set of 
beautiful Araucana chickens who lay the colored eggs, who came with a couple other layers we have we had bought. We got them at a good deal because they didn't fit in well to their flock. Pecking order is a very real thing in the chicken world. So we named one Beyonce and the other Rihanna because they were the divas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... And one night we came back to a possum running out of the coop after he had killed the other layers we had and Beyonce. And all we had left was Rihanna. We didn't even see her. Remember? Yeah. We came we home, no the coop idea. was empty. We had One of those nights you run late and you're thinking, oh, we're running late. We're fine, though. We'll, we'll get home when we get home. Come home, the coop is empty. All we see is a little naked possum tail disappearing into yep. the woods. And we just thought, oh, we have no more chickens left. That's it. The next morning, we look out the window, and we were super bummed out. We failed at our first attempt at farming. All our chickens are dead. Next morning, we look out, and there's Rihanna running around. She had gone into the the uh, tractor barn and roosted on the steering wheel, sat there all night, safe and sound, and... Uh, that chicken was a survivor. <laughs> we wrote a big... You can read her story at our farm website, squashhallfarm.com. She um, was a survivor. She was a... She outlasted a lot of chickens, laid a lot of eggs. We had chicks hatched from her eggs. and. Uh, but be forewarned. If you name a chicken, if you form any sort of attachment to a chicken, and talk to some other farm people and they can agree with this... Whatever your favorite is, that's the one that's going to die a terrible premature death. Mm-hmm. They'll never live to old age. No. Nope. You'll never have to worry about if you have to put her in soup or not. She'll she'll just die. Something will happen. We had our my two favorite chickens ever, Rihanna, and then another one that we named Rosie. She was a red chicken, and like she was a parrot chicken. I am not kidding you. She would fly up on my shoulder. And, like, sit on my shoulder like a parrot. And we don't know why. We never taught her no. to do that. She was... We never spent any extra time with her. Nope. She loved people. We were her yep. flock. She would follow us everywhere when we were outside. So those two chickens... Um, again, we're, we're coming back to this social life, interacting the wrong way with your chicken flock. We're at home one night. It was uh, It was Halloween. We had some friends that called us up that night and said, hey, do you want to take the kids to Chuck E. Cheese? And we were like, yeah, let's go hit up Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so we leave for Chuck E. Cheese, you know, pounding down the pizza, the whack-a-mole, the deal-or-no-deal game, winning tickets, getting prizes, real cool kids being kids. <laughs> uh, it was a cool place to be a kid. Come home a little bit late, you know, the sun's down, and feathers, all we found of Rosie, no sign of Rihanna, and... We never saw them again. And we kind of hope Rihanna just was like, peace. (laughs) Just realized this this was not not a safe place. Yeah. She found somewhere else. And maybe Rosie did too. Maybe there's some featherless chicken out there still alive. Raising some feral chicks. So chickens, I know it sounds like we're really bad chicken owners. Sometimes you come home a little bit late. Your chickens take a hit. Yeah. So if you want to, you want to weigh all that out. We just bared our souls about chickens. 
you tell us what to do with it. That said, we're still having a hard time getting rid of our chickens. We still love having them. Enough of them survive the barrage of predators that we do get farm fresh eggs. There's just something about seeing those chickens in your farmyard that looks truly like yes. Right, yeah. That that's, it looks so right. And they really are, if you're going to pick an animal to start with, yeah. which is what we did. The gateway. Yeah, they're a great animal to start with because they're small, they're easy to handle. They're quiet. They're quiet. Yeah. Is that all we got? What about the money? How much money have we saved with chickens? Now you're talking about the lettuce, eh? All right, well, my wife doesn't know anything about money, so I'm going to shoo her out of the door, say, and call up my accountant. <laughs> Actually, my wife handles all the money. I just shovel pig poop. And Mike's accountant Mike's wife <laughs> has been in accounting longer than he has. Hey, we should be calling so. accountant Leanna. <laughs> when I really have a real decision to make that involves some real, you know, accountant... What's the word? Counted knowledge. I always make sure Leanna's there because Mike will tell me what he thinks and then she'll say, well, actually, <laughs> she found a way to make our goats a tax write-off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> nope. All right, babe. Thanks for having me on your show again. Yeah, you're the favorite. I get all this fan mail that says, oh, I love the episodes with your wife on it. Wow. So I want to boost ratings. <laughs> Hey folks, condescending 50s husband here to tell you about a little company called Square Globe Studios. Austin, can you help me out with this one? Yeah, guys, that's Square Globe Studios. Back to you, condescending husband. Thanks. I'll make sure to send you some lettuce for that voicing. If you need a movie made, whether it's a virtual business card for your website... Maybe you want to make a commercial. The good work that you do, say something awesome about your blog on camera. Or the shop that you just built, whatever it is. Square Globe Studios will get it done right. My buddies at Square Globe will make your project look awesome. They've helped us out. You can see on our website a video that they helped us make of uh, opening day this year. We went out fishing. They got cameras that fly in the sky, like helicopters. They got cameras that are waterproof, that they put down in boiling pots of uh, chicken. <laughs> they've done all kinds of cool stuff on our farm. You can see videos that they've done on our website, or you can check out theirs. It's sqrglobe.com. Square Globe Studios. You guys got to just check them out. Just do it. Trust me on this one. They'll help you get some more lettuce. <laughs> but darling, the money will save, though. Think of the money. Mm, more lettuce, you say? Now you're speaking my language. Maybe we will get us some of these chicky, chicky checks. Hey. For you new listeners, this is Accountant Mike. Good, how are you? Uh, I just got back in from squirrel hunting. <laughs> oh my god. You're addicted. You know that, right? Dude, those things are hard to shoot. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, and it provides zero benefit once you shoot it. <laughs> so I guess we don't have to do that episode. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hon, I'm back. I shot six squirrels, and we're going to be able to eat half a meal out of it. <laughs> I've really provided for us today. <laughs> they are so fast, man. I had this one, like, right in the crosshairs, perfect chance, and I squeezed the trigger, and I forgot to turn the safety off. <laughs> yes. So I click it over, and uh, he takes off running, and then I'm like, nothing. Oh. <laughs> Oh. oh, man, those things are hard to kill. That's, see, that's why you should never have your safeties on. There you go. Counted my lesson <laughs> in gun safety. <laughs> I just saw a squirrel out my window. I'm going to be like those dogs from Up. <laughs> squirrel! <laughs> squirrel! If you get up and shoot a deer in the middle of this podcast, or a squirrel in the middle of this podcast, at least give me a warning. So I was thinking you should talk about going into this discussion. It's already an uphill battle. The, you should let your... Uh, full disclosure. Right. So full disclosure, you have history with some chickens. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's do it. So yes, people in podcast world, full disclosure, even though I've never raised chickens for eggs, I have some history. My parents did it and things of that nature. So this is, yeah, I will say it already is an uphill battle as far as whether or not <laughs> To it's, convince you that... <laughs> Whether or not it's worth it. Well, we should explain, first off, your parents. Well, or just the fact they got them because me and my brother moved out. And they were like, well, <laughs> empty nest syndrome. They got some chickens as surrogates. <laughs> and that was What it. does that say about you and your brother? <laughs> they, we have the same value as chickens in my parents' book. <laughs> yeah, after you reach full size and stop laying eggs, it's time to put you in the pot. Time to get rid of you. <laughs> well. To your mom, these chickens are... They're poodles. Oh yeah, that they're like eggs. Pedestals. They're like like they yeah. get they get really taken care of and fed the best food, and they've got this they've got this coop that my parents built. That's like it's like the Ritz Carlton of coops. The thing is really fancy and nice. And then they've got this huge that's area. Doorman. Yeah, they've got this huge area that they can um, graze in. Um, and it seemed to me like they had way too few chickens for the amount of space they were giving them. So, like, these things had room <laughs> to stretch and all sorts of things, you know. That's just obscene. They led, they led a very, <laughs> these chickens led a very fancy lifestyle for a time. <laughs> and then a uh, bear came along and ripped the roof off the coop and ate them all, and that was that. <laughs> so, what can he do? <laughs> uh, and, and your dad definitely... Your dad, I don't know if he did in the beginning, but he has, seems to have a changed opinion of the chickens oh, now. Yeah. He seems like he, hates he seems like a freed man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he started out like, that oh, was a great project for my mom, because my mom needed something like, to do with her time, and she loves them, and she still does. But my dad has yeah. now gotten to a point where he's like, do you have any concept when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of how much effort I have to go through to keep these stupid chickens alive. And they produce, like, one <laughs> egg a day out of all of them. <laughs> Did you guys ever take care of the chickens? No. 
I, re- you ever I chicken stoutly set? refused. And I told him that before they <laughs> bought him. I'm like, I am never taking care of these things, ever. You know, it's like when you're growing up and you get a pet or something, and the dad says, I'm oh, never yeah. going to take care of this thing. And then six months later, he's walking the thing at six in the morning. Yeah. I did not yeah, want that, that to happen. Right. So <laughs> I was literally like, listen, this is not a dog or a cat. If, if I have to take care of it, I'm going to kill them and eat them. So that's my, that's my threat. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, we never leave a counted mic watching the farm. So there That's you have right. it. That's <laughs> right. You can make some food Taking out of this time. one. This is a counted mic, everybody. He's my buddy. I call. He's our farm accountant, but he also is the guy I call to see if we can convince that this makes sense dollars and cents wise. And it's going to be, uh, yeah, well, it's an uphill battle. <laughs> yeah. He knows what's involved with chickens. Well, so. you know, the numbers um, will speak for themselves. So let's get through it and see what we got. What we're trying to figure out here is what's our cost of producing a dozen eggs and then compare that to, like, you know, the organic, super nice for you eggs that you buy at, like, Whole Foods. So let's figure that out. Where, where do you want to start? All right. Startup cost, you're going to need a coop. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's figure you're not, like, super handy and you're not going to turn a pile of pallets into a nice coop <laughs> for free. But anyway, so just figure like 400, 500 bucks. Figure you could fit 10 Okay, how long is this coop going to last you? Oh, the coop will last years. Probably 20 years if you kept up with it. Whoa. You know, that thing's going to last. Yeah, they're really well. This, if you buy a nice one with the vinyl and everything, they'll last a long time. Okay. We have so a coop here that was... let's say you buy a nice one for like 500 bucks. That's going to last you forever. Unless a bear comes in the night and rips open the coop. <laughs> right, which always could happen. So, yeah, let's say that lasts 10 years. Okay. So that means, realistically, your coop only costs you, if you amortize it out, $33 a year or so. In this case, amortization is spreading the cost over the useful lifespan. So Accountant Mike explained amortization. Essentially what it means is if you build a barn for $100,000 and then you use it for 100,000 days, it only really costs you $1 a day for the use of that barn. Now when farming, you're going to apply that principle to a lot of things. You're going to build barns, you're going to fence pastures, lots of expenses that are big up front but you use for a long time. So when weighing the cost-benefit of an enterprise, make sure to remember amortization. Now, I mean, in the real world, That's you've got great. to shell out the 500 bucks to buy it. But yeah. when you're figuring out whether or not this is worth it for you, that's that's a way to figure Next, we it. went through the cost of all the supplies you're going to need to buy to get started Water, with chickens. Peter, a light for 10. And the cost to get your first chicks. Chicks are like 333. So the ones that the ones that live are going to cost you like 333. Exactly. Right. The other ones are you just Last thing we got to was the subject of feed, and that's your big money item. The amount of feed it takes to get to the chickens to the point of lay. 16 pounds of feed to get them to the point of lay. Okay, 15 or 16. And then how much feed it takes every day to turn an egg out. I mean, that's like asking how much food does a person need. (laughs) You and me sit down at a table, and I'm probably twice the size. Yeah. Am I twice the size of you? Especially I don't think I weigh twice. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) If you have bigger chickens, they're going to need more food. Feed. If you have smaller ones, they're going to need less. A fifth to a fourth of a pound. So we added up all the feed we would need. 
I get my feet at 27 cents a pound. So for me, it's a little cheaper than someone buying per bag. So that brings us to this plus this plus. Generally, a chicken will lay 400 to 500 eggs during its productive life. Playing chickens stop laying enough where it is reasonable to keep them alive. Right. And still laying. Now, I know, like, your mom was never going to be like, oh, they stopped laying eggs, so slaughter time. <laughs> your dad was. Yeah. Oh, dad <laughs> we finally distributed all the cost over the amount of eggs we would get in a chicken's lifetime. Okay, so that puts us at a place where it's costing you, as the farmer, about 20, uh, just about 22 cents per egg. Okay. So if we do that by a dozen eggs, your direct cost is about $2.64 per dozen. Wait, we forgot the price of bedding. Every month you gotta go in and change out the bedding in your coops, depending on how soon you clean it out. It bumped the price to about $3 per dozen per eggs. Now, we wanted to get a better idea of what someone on a small scale would be looking at. We buy our feed by the ton, we get it cheaper that way. So we factored in what it would cost to be purchasing feed just by the bag, which most homesteaders would do if they only had a flock of, say, 12 chickens. That price came closer to about... It works out to about $3.54 a dozen. Another squirrel. Oh, man, right out my window. Oh, I should get a silencer. <laughs> um... <laughs> The squirrel. I'm like James Bond of the squirrel world. <laughs> you would totally trail up and get all silent and be like, yeah, it's some feed. And, um, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> what could be a good James Bond squirrel movie title? Oh, dude. I don't even know. <laughs> the man with the golden nut. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you need to get out. So now we're getting ready for the moment, everybody, where Count Mike puts his thumbs up or thumbs down on this thing. Um, to compare the product of what you're going out and buying, I, there's a farm that's north of us where we buy our milk, and they charge $6 a dozen for their pastured, you know, pastured non-GMO-fed eggs. Yeah. So 6 bucks a dozen for the same kind of thing. Um, you know, what would it be at Whole Foods? Would it be five bucks a dozen at Whole Foods? Maybe. Probably not. Well, I'm the looking real, right now. I mean, the real comparison is with your local farm. Because if you're, like, pasturing your chickens yeah. and, you know, taking that, that's, I mean, Whole Foods, that's something everybody, we didn't talk about it much in this episode. But, you know, just because you go to Whole Foods and there's a stamp that says, you know, free range animal. That doesn't mean it's outside in the grass running around like they are in your backyard. Right. The the labels on egg cartons are some of the most misleading labels you can have in the food industry. Yeah. Uh, past, free range just means it can walk around. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you're in a prison cell, well, you can walk around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, so it's not really – you're not really comparing it to what Whole Foods sells – and that's a big misconception. People think, oh, I'm going to Whole Foods. It says pastured, free range, available. So so, so I'd really compare it at six bucks. So all that having been said. So, Captain Mike, what's your verdict? Oh, uh, I don't know. I This is, I don't, I mean, like, 
If you want now, to do it, Now, let's I go backyard homesteader. Do you think it's worth it for the backyard homesteader? Not really. And here's here's the reason why. Come on. When the, when the zombie apocalypse happens, you don't want to have your own chicken flock? <laughs> uh, this is a really popular thing. A lot of people do this. And a lot of people sort of sell their eggs kind of just as a hobby. And maybe they didn't put the thought process into it as of what do I need to sell these eggs for to be worth it. So you're going to be able to find somebody out there, if you live in the country, who's doing this for fun, who's selling a dozen eggs that they raised themselves for like four fifty a dozen or so. <laughs> and at, at that point, you're better off just buying it from them. Instead of, because the time and effort you have to put into this is just awful. And plus, then a bear comes along and <laughs> bear comes along and rips the coop apart and eats your chickens and then what do you do? It's a bear market. <laughs> <laughs> but Captain Mike is a true capitalist. Find somebody who's priced wrongly, punish them by supporting them. <laughs> Find somebody who's, a, they re- who's a dum-dum. <laughs> tell them, tell them, yeah, I only shop with you because your prices are better than Whole Foods. And be their most loyal <laughs> customer. <laughs> uh, so the reason the accountant Mike thumbs down getting chickens is because there's somebody out there who hasn't paid enough attention. Right. Is selling them for three bucks a dozen on their front porch. Oh my goodness! And if they're selling these things for three bucks a dozen, they're losing money, and you should be buying them from them. <laughs> hey, forget all the work that chickens cost. It's not your fault that they didn't think it through. <laughs> oh man! Well, everybody, that's our first thumbs down from Accountant Mike. Yeah, there you go. And it's all because there's people out there who are less informed than us. <laughs> this is our first episode with a thumbs down. I'm going to boot you off the, off the show, and then I'll argue in favor of why you should still do it. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> well, cool. But, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, so the summary is, you know, it's it, the reason to do this is not to save money. No. That's not the reason no. to do backyard chickens. You're not- it, it will save you money if you only consider the dollars and cents and you don't consider your time and your effort. Right. And it is it is more of all the things we've talked about. Um, if you love taking, if you're your mom and you love taking care of chickens, yeah. and they're the replacement for the two boys that have <laughs> if left they're, your home, if they're and, your children's surrogates. <laughs> then sure, go for it. If you're tired of, cl- if you miss cleaning up after dirty people, <laughs> <laughs> then yes, chickens are for you. Uh, um, but they're considerably less of a hobby than like fishing or going berry picking once a year yeah and uh they they do just become a farm chore to take care of yeah and uh so all right well there it is man you gave it the thumbs down i gotta get some good want 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 sound effects up in here all right cue it <laughs> all right well thanks bro no problem we uh i'm gonna hang up with you and then i'm gonna be, gonna convince everybody to do this anyway all right cool <laughs> see you later all right man bye The best part about a farm fresh egg is that bright orange yolk. It looks beautiful, it's bright, and it screams, I'm delicious, you want me? You want your logo or your website, the artwork that represents you, whatever it is, you want it to scream the same thing. You want to get attention, and ultimately, you want to stand out. You need a unique visual identity. 
the artists and storytellers at Tribal Droid Studio can turn your visions into visuals. Make that awesome logo. Make that beautiful artwork for your page. Whatever your project is, signs, logos, design, they do it all. Check them out at tribaldroid.com or email them at tribaldroidstudio at gmail.com. All right, so we got a thumbs down. No big deal. Nobody panic. You know I'm still going to come out here and tell you that you need to do this. I still have chickens in the back. I know what the dollars and cents are. And to be honest, at the beginning of the making of the show, we were thinking about getting rid of our chickens. They're still back there. We've had people answer the Craigslist ad. We can't do it. We can't get rid of our chickens. We thought we could, but... Even though it doesn't make sense, dollars and cents wise, we're still keeping them. And that's just the fact. You don't need to save a ton of money. You don't need to save any money for this to be worth it. Here are three reasons why you need to go and get chickens tomorrow. Number one, they are a great way to learn how to become a farmer or homesteader. They're small. You can order them in the mail. They're easy to take care of compared to some of your other animals. You don't have to spend an hour a day milking Milking chickens would be really weird. <laughs> it's an easy way to get into the farming, homesteading world. Number two, the eggs. They're awesome. They're delicious. They're so much better than anything you could buy from the store. And your family's going to love them and your friends are going to love them. And maybe you'll even start selling a few. It's a good way to learn how to open up a little side farm business. But price them correctly, guys. None of these $3 a dozens, okay? The last reason is because of the level of sustainability that home chickens brings. You're not trucking them across states, using up fossil fuels and making pollution. They start in your backyard. They end in your kitchen. And they're so prolific. If you have one rooster and a flock of hens, you're going to have your own chickens forever. You're not going to need to order any more. Let a couple chick. Let a couple chickens go broody, hatch out next year's chicks. They do it all themselves. You're totally self-sufficient. Pick another rooster from that batch. Keep it going. Now you've achieved maximum sustainability. That's the whole point of homesteady. Living a more sustainable life, uh, being more self-sufficient. And chickens are an awesome, awesome way to do this. So go on Craigslist. Find somebody selling them locally. Order them from a hatchery. Whatever you got to do. But get started with some chickens. It's a great way to get into the homesteading lifestyle. And if you're not supposed to, if town ordinance say you can't, hide them. You didn't hear that from me. Before we end today's show, I want to remind you of two things. We have a contest going right now on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com backslash this is homesteady. All you have to do is go on the Facebook page. Post something about an episode that you listened to. Mention your favorite, why you liked it, and you will be in the running for a nice Leatherman multi-tool. I'll post a picture of it on the Facebook page. It's a nice one. You got all the you got the knives and the little screwdrivers, and you'll be ready to rock. Fillet some fish, cut up some chickens. <laughs> oh, not this episode. So go on, leave a comment. You'll be in the running. Right now, there's only four people who are in the running for this knife. That's a 25% chance that one of those people is going to win this Leatherman knife. 
That's too easy. We're going to extend it till our next episode. Go on, leave a comment, and you could be taking home a sweet Leatherman knife. Come on, it's free. It's easy. The other thing I'd like to ask you to do, and this is a favor for me, uh, go on to iTunes or Stitcher and rate our show. Give it a rating, whatever many stars you think it deserves, and then leave a comment. Those really help us in the ratings and uh, convince people to download. But they're also really nice to read. We had one comment from a fan named Larry that I really appreciated. It says, it's a really entertaining listen with great production quality. Give it a try. I wrote Larry an email to thank him for leaving this. Uh, One of the reasons we take production quality so seriously on the show is because we're all from a musical background. I actually met my wife recording music. Um, She plays piano. I play guitar and mandolin. And accountant Mike, he plays the banjo. Don't tell him I told you. (laughs) He's a country boy at heart. We have some really exciting things coming up in the future for Homesteady, and you're going to want to hear about these first. So like the Facebook page, go to the website, thisishomesteady.com, join the email list, you'll be the first to know. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever it is. You're going to want to hear about these things we got coming up. It's really exciting news. We have some real, I'm telling you, really, really cool things up on the horizon. And we appreciate you for listening. Thanks for being a fan of the show. Go out, get some chickens. Pick out some good big breeds that are going to lay you lots of eggs. Check them every morning. Grab all those eggs. Shoot all the raccoons that try to hurt your chickens. (laughs) Uh, But go and do it. Have those farm fresh eggs frying up in your cast iron skillet. They're delicious. They're healthy. Fry it up like a, an Egyptian egg. Little Cut out that little hole in your toast. You're going to love it. You're going to be more self-sufficient. And once you master chickens, on to the next thing. Am I right? All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to the show. And until next time, remember, the road is rocky. Make home steady. We'll see you next time. Next time on Homesteady. Join me, Accountant Mike and our crew on an epic journey. The fog has rolled in. It's now significantly foggy. The situation is not quite dire, but um, it's foggy enough that it's possible we won't make it back home. In which case, I just want to tell all those fish, I hate you. To my (laughs) dying breath, I hate you. Fishing the Salt Ponds, a legend you don't want to miss. That's next time on Homesteady. Subscribe and hear it first.